fullback belly. Three tight ends, including Haydner. Kuhn is the fullback with the first and goal. Kuhn gets the ball. Pile Hey everybody, what's up? Welcome to the week 14 post-game tailgate, post-red zone, pre-Sunday Night Football Fantasy Recap Show. It's the Fantasy Fullback Dive, brought to you by the good people at the Road Street Journal. We're paving your way, acting as your lead blocker to fantasy glory, fantasy excellence, and everything in between. Whatever's between glory and excellence, that's what we're filling that void for you. We feed and breed fantasy wolves like it's our business, because it is our business. I, of course, am your host, Nat The Truth Jones, with me as always kind of leaning over in his seat, kind of a weird position over there. He went and grabbed a beer a second ago. There he is, the Wolf of Roto Street himself, who was sitting this one out in a weird spot, week one of the fantasy playoffs, an observer. But at least you just got to watch and enjoy football, didn't you? Oh, it was just so lovely, Nat. I just got to enjoy football all day. I couldn't wait to just sit and enjoy a stress-free day. No fantasy stress at all for me. Oh, I fucking sucked. Like, I, I hate people that say that. I will say my, if, if I was in, my team ultimately would have had, like, Debo get hurt. Fucking, like, everybody would have flamed, and I don't think I would have ended up winning. So I guess my heartbreak got done a, a week early ultimately but still it's not fun and, and in fact i got all the joys and thrills of fantasy plus the uh the downswings by living vicariously through my girlfriend's team right now uh which, who you might have you did you do her dirty uh not yet <laughs> calling in from the background over there somewhat i mean I, i've gotten some good calls some bad calls we had the the freaking downswings of like Dion lewis vulturing gallman and uh, just bullshit vultures. So she's just screaming and cursing the TV all day. And then Jonathan Taylor, as soon as she thinks she's done, scores 30 and we're suddenly back. I did blow it. I told her to play uh, Tampa Bay D over Washington D. So that friggin' sucks. But ultimately, she could end up still winning. She's still in the hunt, Wolfpack. Uh, so at least I got that thrill of the, the ups and downs of fantasy. But my balls are on the line at this point. If she loses yeah. and it's because of the defense, uh, I, I don't have that too many balls down there anyway. Yeah, I hope I hope somebody I know it's not like you got balls to spare. Uh, <laughs> no, hopefully, not. hopefully somebody at that address will win. You know, that that's my hope for you guys. And I just want to say she asked me to do her a, a favor going on the air here, and I was shot down summarily by, you know, the you CEO head of Rotor Street Journal himself, the wolf. So I've been specifically told that I cannot, I cannot unequivocally mention that it was a mistake that Colt McCoy did not start this week. So I will not be bringing that up on the air today. Um, you know, because of my friendship with the Wolf, I will not be mentioning Colt McCoy in any respect and how if he had been playing today, things might have gone differently. Oh. Let's get right into the studs of the day. And there were quite a few of them. Um, and I'm looking forward to going through these. Derrick Henry on my fantasy team. We liked his playoff schedule. Why did we like it? I don't know, because he went for 215 and two touchdowns, and it could have been a shitload more than that. They right. pulled him out. Uh, you could tell once he had up like a buck 90, they were going to let him get 200. Then they were going to pull him out, and then they were handing off to some other guy. And, of course, for fantasy purposes, I wanted him to rub their face in it and run for 280. But uh, I can't complain. He had a great game for me. I mean, this is probably my stud of the week. 
He has to be. He's my star of the week, too. We'll give you the other nominees, but spoil it ahead of time. And this is as we predicted. As you said, we've highlighted this five weeks ago. We said, if there's one guy you have to sell your farm for, it's Henry. And he's certainly risen to the occasion. And not only this, but some people might be worried, oh, fuck, he blew his load. He's going to use up all his points. Well, one, you got December Derrick Henry, which is always just a monster. So, no, he has not used up all his points. He's only just getting going. But he also has Green Bay and Detroit. The two worst defenses, somehow even worse than the Jaguars, who he just pounded on the ground for his next two. So he's only getting the fun rolling Wolfpack, Derrick Henry. Uh, It's only getting started. In fact, if he averages over 150 yards per game uh, over these next two, he could hit 2,000 for the season. You got to imagine, like, that when you have a record of that nature on the line, too, it just makes it that much more sexier because they're chasing that. It's not like they'll just bench him early if they start getting up huge again. They're going to want to get him that rushing, you know, that rushing crowd that 2000 yard season uh so yeah this is only just the beginning of derrick henry carrying you to fantasy titles if you own him unbelievable first effort and like i said he sat a a decent amount he sat several minutes he should i mean he's always fresh in december he should be even fresher anyway that was a that was the good news in my fantasy game that i absolutely great news Um, bad news is that i was going against aaron (laughs) Rodgers, who's our second guy 290 Uh, four total touchdowns, and they about canceled each other out point-wise. In my league, Henry had 38. I believe Rodgers finished with 37. So that was a wash. Uh, I mean, what can you say? Mahomes ended up being Mahomes, ended up having a, a, a Mahomes-esque day. Maybe he got picked off a couple times early. You think Rodgers – is Rodgers making a like kind of outside lane bin, bid for MVP here? I think so. I really do. I mean, he has not had a single down game, and no, neither has Mahomes, and Mahomes has been an absolute monster too. But Rodgers literally has been a top 12 quarterback in fantasy. If we're just talking, you know, it's at a real-life-wise, fantasy-wise, he's been a top 12 every single week, but I think just once on the season. And this, you compare the draft values. I mean, you were getting Rodgers in round 10, 11, 12. No one wanted him. I didn't want him. I was off the Rodgers train. Uh, so kudos for him. A huge bounce hate, back. You hated Rodgers. I hated him. hated Rodgers. Look at the weapons. You've given him a lot more respect this year than you have in past. This is the, and he deserves it. He's really earned, uh, and I'm sure this is why he's going out there killing it. He was really worried about the Wolf's respect oh, right. for him. Uh, but yeah. He's, that monkey off his bed. That wolf <laughs> exactly. Right. Uh, he's finally shed the monkey of the Wolf hate because I, I respect what he's done with no weapons, with a new quarterback drafted around him. He, instead of being a little bitch and putting his tail between the legs, has been better than he's ever been in his career. I think he's now up to like 38 touchdowns on the season with, again, nothing bogus weaponry. And even when he lost Adams, he was still getting it done. Uh, it's just insane. And he, again, you know, the, the schedule is great for Henry. The schedule is also great for Rodgers down the stretch. Uh, he's a monster. This is absolutely a monster. Let us know, Wolfpack, too, who your studs of the week are. Yeah. As always, just oh, no. like to preface it. Uh, the thumbs up button, YouTube, Facebook, Periscope, any shares to get people in here for the recap. Sing people's praises. You know, piss all over your your duds. We'll, we'll share them all at the end. We have about 15 minutes of content, and then we love to just get your questions, comments, as we get ready for a great, great Sunday night football game. Uh, this one I got to read. I love this guy. Okay. Uh, yep. I'm so happy to see him finally panning out because it's just a matter of like, why hasn't this been happening all year? When he gets the work, Mr. Jonathan Taylor is an absolute fucking monster. 150 yards, two touchdowns, third straight effort. And there's still little snaps for Jordan Wilkins and shit getting worked in there. It's just like, come on. Why is this not just a force feeding of Jonathan Taylor? He's an absolute fucking stud. Uh, and it's just clearer and clearer by the day. His bust of a season so far isn't anything to do with him. 
It's the fucking coaching staff keeping the reins on. But it seems like they finally fully unshackled him. We got his best game of the year when you needed it the most. And the schedule remains a cakewalk till week 16. It gets a little tougher. I think they get Pittsburgh. But another game against Houston, who we just saw David Montgomery steamroll. Yeah. Up most run yards on the ground. Taylor's going to go crazy again next week. Dude's carrying people to absolute titles. All right. Fair enough. You got another one? You want me to read it? This guy I, I was on, like this guy. This is Robinson's on my team. Uh, mm-hmm. Nine for a buck 23 and a touchdown. Almost, I mean, most of that seemed like it was in the first half, uh, unfortunately, yeah. but the Bears did jump out to a pretty substantial lead. But it was still good for 28 points for me, which was nice. Tyreek Hill, seems like we talk about him every week. I mean, God, he's like, He's kind of like DK. He's unguardable, but in yeah. just kind of a different way. Uh, and he had 11, 111 yards per scrimmage uh, from scrimmage and two touchdowns. It's almost like a ho-hum game from him, but that doesn't mean we shouldn't yeah. talk about him on the stud list. He was it, great. it is wild how like they are both DK unguardable and, and uh, Tyree kill. It's the perfect word. And you look at them and they're just two completely different specimens, but it, what they do in their own right is just so unguardable, their own strengths. There's nobody better at their types of game than what they do. Uh, and Allen Robinson, yeah, I mean, to think of this game was actually competitive, what he might have put up. The the fact was, they, as you said, they were up by four scores, so they almost took the air out of the ball second half. But, yeah, absolute monster effort. And the last two stud nominees, yeah. I think Kelsey every single week. At this point, honestly, I might put him number one overall on my big board next year. Think about the edge you get with Travis Kelsey. Not even just a wide receiver, one at tight end. We all know that. Like, the wide receiver, one at tight end, okay, clear. But the fact that it's like better than a wide receiver one at this point, I think he's probably outscored every single receiver other than Devontae Adams on the season. Uh, And you get that from tight end, which you never get production from. The only guy that was in in his stratosphere this week was Mike Gusecki because he scored twice. And he really does have a nice rapport with Tua. We're going to talk about him in the injury report in a little bit. Uh, But, man, just the edge of Travis Kelsey is is just ridiculous. It's unfair that he falls to round two. At, At worst, he should be top five on every big board for 2021. Insane edge right. Travis Kelsey that's awesome I mean well you know I'm, I, I'm impressed but I don't think that your call is a bad one as far as having him that high I think that would be a majorly ballsy guy to have at the top of your board it, but does it get better like you can't get that much steadier at a, the worst position in fantasy football like the the what's that stat like the stats above replacement you know like the yeah. above replacement. I mean, it's, it's massive yeah it's it's absolutely massive all right, let's move along. Uh, those like are our, those, those are our studs. We agree on uh, Henry probably as our stud of the week. Yeah, we said it. We already gave the win. <laughs> Zeke, forty-eight yards against the Bengals. Yeah, that's not much else. Right. To say, man. <laughs> <laughs> if you're no, not, I, I feel like like the last three or four pods I've talked about how Zeke is the type of guy that we all we say he's going to suck. We know he's going to suck. Every thing points to him sucking and then he sucks and I'm still surprised. It's still just like come even on. though I know I mean, I've told everybody it's gonna happen and I'm I should be like I'm so smart, but I'm like yeah. really really 48 yards against the Bengals? Against the Bengals they had the lead all game. Tony Pollard just to polish it off scored a touchdown right at the end of the game too. Just to kind of give you the middle finger Zeke owners. And and to be honest, he had like 20 yards. He had one like 28 yard scamper towards the end of the game that otherwise it would have been even that much more of a doubly performance. But on the other side of the ball, Gio Bernard, three carries, eight yards, three catches, 15, a fumble fun. <laughs> like that, like, and he was startable this week. Like I, I recommended some people start him. You're facing Dallas. It's like, no matter how bad your team is, you're against Dallas, right? Anybody can run against Dallas. You'd think not Gio Bernard. I was right about Gio Bernard just six weeks late. Mm. Six weeks ago, I just completely trashed this guy. 
Yeah. Well, you were about – the last three weeks have been horrible ever since Burrow went down. Yeah. Been, All um, right. I was three weeks late. We, we should have seen it Because the week I trashed him, he did pretty well. Exactly. He had like 19 right. points in back-to-back games, yep. and I thought he could reach those levels again. I apologize yep. if you started uh, uh, Gio Bernard on my behalf. The one thing that was frustrating was all of their running backs fumbled, and then they just decided we're only going to bench Gio Bernard. They kept riding Travion Williams and freaking Samaj P. Ride just to give us all the fucking anger management we all need. Uh, you probably want this one, though, huh? Yeah, so you know, a lot of the – of course, I'm going to frame this whole show around my fantasy team. I went against Zeke. So that was nice. I told you I went against Rodgers, but I countered – just like I countered Rodgers with Henry, I countered his awful performance from Zeke with an awful one from Chris Godwin, two for yeah. 25 yards. Godwin's floor has been very solid. This, yeah. this was surprising to me, and it hurt me, and if I lose, there's a good chance this is going to be why I lost. Absolutely. As you said, it seemed like it was a pretty safe floor, uh, fully practiced, you know, yeah. Evans dinged up on the other side of him. Like God was supposed to blow up and he's the worst of all of them. That sucks. That one hurts so bad. No one could have seen that one coming. Uh, my, my apologies to you. This one we did see coming DJ Chark, two receptions, yeah. six yards. I got, or 16 yards. I had a ton of sit start questions around him this morning and I said, sit him to every single one of them. Uh, and I'm happy I did. Even if like people had a Dudley performance on the other side, I can't imagine I got one wrong when it was bench DJ Chark. He was horrible, but a guy I did not say to bench Nat, how about this one? Corey fucking Davis. Three for 34 and a fumble. Oh, right. When you fucking think you can trust him. Fresh you know, we know this too. Oh. It's one of the, it's kind of like Zeke. It's like, we know, we know, we know what this guy does. Yep. And then, and then we buy in and then we're like angry because we knew we shouldn't have bought in. He did it to us again. But how do you not buy in when he had 11 catches, 182 and a score? Like, Cause he's Corey Davis. I know exactly. We should have known. And of all people, how many times have I gone on fucking you especially? You exactly. I've literally spent more venom about him more than any other player. And thankfully, I at this point will never own him again, just I, I, out of principle. If you owned him, you probably played him and you probably want to boot him across the teeth like I have for the last three years of owning him. The fucking worst, the absolute pits. Uh, and then I'd say for duds, too. What do you think of this guy? Taysom Hill. What was uh, his I'll tell you what. I'll, so he ended up. His his line was not terrible by the end. Really, of by the end of it. Wise. Let me just let me read you his. I mean, you know, I had him on the list. He ended up with two ninety one and two passing touchdowns and one pick. I oh, mean, that must have all came at the end. Like, two ninety one, two touchdowns and a pick is like, you know, it's it's not terrible. It's twenty two yeah. points in my league, so I don't I don't think he actually belongs on the list anymore. Yeah. But I will tell you that at halftime he had sixty five yards and a pick. That's so, in. It, honestly, in the fourth quarter, I think it was like 80 yards in a pick and like very minimal rushing. So he must have had a huge fourth. In you want to know what's crazy is, I mean, I was patting myself on the back the entire game, like because I had to decide between Tannehill and uh, and Hill. And I, I went with Tannehill. I decided, OK, because you you were wishy-washy when I asked you that question. I went you, Tannehill ultimately. You no, went I, back, but first you went Hill. Like you went back and forth. You didn't make me feel super confident. Yeah, I did go with Tannehill. And, you know, he was outscoring him like 20 to one or something. And then yeah. they actually they ended and Hill ended with 22 points and Dan Hill ended with 20. Yeah, he actually outscored Dan Hill at the end of the game. That's crazy. Anyway, yeah, <laughs> nuts. Anyway, Herbert. I, Justin I Herbert again. Yeah, I mean, you've been on this train, too. Uh, he's been awful since Eckler came back. I'm not sure what Herbert's actual stat line was at the end. Do you know it? 
It ended up being like eight fantasy points. That's all I know. And he was facing the Falcons. No, I'm looking at it right now. 243, two pass touchdowns and a pick. So he actually had 19 in my league. Oh, really? I guess he wasn't that bad then. So he doesn't belong on the dud list. Where, where, are, we, where are you getting these duds from? Well, it's, uh, these touchdowns are happening late. No, true. I, so Taysom Hill did throw a touchdown with like a minute 20 to go. Yeah. Um, and, it was, and by the way, the Eagles were running out the clock um, and Hurts just fumbled on a, on a keeper. And oh. so then, and then, yeah, and then they actually had an onside kick. They almost recovered after that touchdown. So the Eagles almost blew that game. <laughs> yeah. Did everything they fucking could. Right. Um, so without that, you know, Hill's game would have been a lot worse. Anyway. Who, uh, is Dud, who do you think? Like, I, I mean, Bernard, uh, like people probably had him on benches. Honestly, it might be Godwin or Zeke. Like, I mean, do we keep going to the well on Zeke? I feel like if you're relying on Zeke at this point, you're kind of stupid. Yeah. I think that as far as what we were expecting and what we got, I hate to say it because I really like Godwin. It was probably Godwin. Yeah, Godwin or, or Corey Davis getting you one point. Like I, you find, I, think, I think getting four out of Godwin's worse. That's, that's a kick to the absolute nuts. Yeah. And Wolfpack, we're going to now move on to our uh, risers of the week. If yeah. you, again, don't mind, if you haven't given us a thumbs up on YouTube, Periscope, Facebook, on, give us a thumbs up. A share. Uh, but I do also want to point out to a few of you guys have messaged into the show saying, how could we support it? How could we help? Uh, we set up a site called rotorstreetjournal.com slash support 2020. Check it out. If you're willing to give us a testimonial, it's, it's right on the webpage. You can just fill it in. You could send in a video or audio, whatever your, your nature is. Uh, there is a, a tip jar at the bottom. Of course, it's not like expected by any means. Not mandatory, folks. Not mandatory by any means, but that doesn't mean it's not so greatly appreciated, Wolfpack. Uh, so if we've done anything great for you, we made any right calls that have helped. If you didn't read that, Wolf, consider at least sending in a testimonial for us. It, you know That's going to really greatly help us as we look to secure sponsors. No one can speak better to the value of what the Wolfpack brings. Um, so without further ado, let's get into the rises of the week. Before uh, we do that, I got yes. two questions for you. What are you drinking, first of all? Oh, good question. I've got the Old Soul uh, by Old Planners. This is I started my day with an Old Planners uh, coffee stout. Oh, nice. Now we're winding it down with an IPA brewed with a single Nectaron hop. Unbelievable. Unbelievable beer. Fantastic. I'm drinking uh, Whirlwind Double IPA from the Scantic. River Brewery, which is pretty local for here, is eight eight percent and change alcohol. So a few of nice. these, and I'll be I'll be good and loose. Uh, second question: uh, Do we want to do we want to talk about the guy that's doing those great classes for our writers, or we want to get right into risers and then talk about that? Oh yeah, I mean we could definitely let's we'll we'll try to pump him. Let's see. Cause right. One thing with this show is it runs out of time. You're right. You're right. We'll, we'll hit him at the end. I don't. I. Yeah, that's a great call. I don't have nutshell. We got this guy who's teaching a bunch of our writers some some great coding language, and uh, maybe you could learn it too. But you're right, we're on a time uh, tight time limit here. Maybe we'll mention it near the end. That our coding site.com, a fantastic yeah. course. Everybody's loving it so far from our writing staff. So check that out if you're interested in learning the most important coding language for fantasy football. But let's talk about our riser. Right. Cam uh, Akers stock Acres. going up. 63 snaps. He was in on 50 of them. 193 yards from scrimmage, 31 touches. I mean, he's going up, right? I mean, you you got to say this is the guy, right? You forget about your uh, Balages or your Justin Jacksons or whoever the fuck they're rolling out there. This is the guy. 
Oh, that that well, those guys are in Los Angeles, uh, the Chargers. So yes, of oh, course Jesus. they won't be, they won't be in Cam Akers. No, I can tell you one thing: they're not getting any of Cam Akers. No, Cam. they certainly aren't. But neither are Daryl Henderson <laughs> or Malcolm Brown, who played six and seven snaps respectively. Both those teams play in LA. I was in the right city. There are some Cretans still there trying to steal, nip away at his work. Jeez, uh, but yeah, I apologize, folks. It, it was just monstrous effort, though. The only thing he really didn't do was score a touchdown, and he still had over 20 fantasy points on the day, uh, just gliding through our defense. It was painful to watch as a Pats fan, but he was just phenomenal. It hurts as well as like somebody who invested on him so in all my leagues, dropped him in all my leagues, faced him in every play-in game that I had to go into, and now he's just taking off helping these teams that beat me in the play-in games now continue on to titles. He's been the ultimate dick kick of a, of a player, but he is so good. I should have exercised patience because I knew how good he was as a player. And this game just showed why. And they also get the Jets and Seahawks in their last two, both bottom 10 matchups. This guy's going to be a league winner. I knew he was going to be this year's Miles Sanders. I fucking blew it by dropping him. But ultimately, Cam Akers is the, the clear-cut, far-and-away riser of the week. Uh, CJ's boy. And he plays for the Rams, I want to be clear. Yeah. Acres plays for the Rams. <laughs> not, not the Chargers. LA Rams. Exactly. Which the I, LA Rams. We all uh, know that. I thought Ronald Jones. Yes. What do we got Jones. going on here? Well, Fournette was a healthy scratch. Don't get thrown around too much. Yeah. Fournette was a healthy scratch. Ronald yeah, Jones was there to pick up the table scraps. Absolutely. And as the every down back, did he light the world on fire? No. 80 yards and a TD, but constantly turning forward, doing what he had, doing protection. Like there wasn't anything that suggests he should get benched after this performance. And Bruce Arians did say like two weeks ago, we need to get this guy 20 touches every single week. And I was like, well, fuck you. You haven't said a single word all year. Uh, <laughs> our language, you know, our language uh, friends aren't watching here that complain in the comments about our language. Do people uh, complain in the comments about our language? Remember I sent you that picture? It was like, grow up and act like men or something. No, like I have no idea what you're talking about. Oh, you got, I got to resend it to you then. It's a, it was one of the funniest comments of all time. I didn't it, know that. Your your horrible language makes your show unwatchable. Grow up and act like men. Was it our show or was it one of the other shows you're on? It was uh, last week when I was a complete and utter Oh, man. when you were a wreck? Yes, exactly. Dude, I never saw that. No, yeah, yeah. That's what uh, we were unwatchable, uh, according to some fans. Uh, but yeah, Ronald Jones... It, it, you, you know, I, I think he's very well set up moving forward, as do I do. Kenyon Drake. I can't believe people will shit on you. <laughs> now I'm like, oh, man. Anyway. Yes. Uh, Kenyon Drake locked in on featured back and, uh, you know, goal line roll. Not bad. It seems like it's been leaning that way for a while. Now it seems like it's it's the real deal. And a lot of it is coinciding with that shoulder injury from Kyler Murray. They're not running him in when they get in his close. Like it used to be, he was the goal line back and he was unbelievable at it. They don't want to expose him to those hits and Kenyon Drake's giving them no reason to, because he just keeps pounding it right in. Uh, he did have two fumbles, but they still went back to him, which was also important to see. Like he's got it on lock. This is his role. He had over 20 carries again. Edmonds is a, a decent player, but this is the Kenyon Drake show. He's even getting involved as a receiver, which I love to see a guy. I never wanted to sing the praises of David Montgomery, but another stud week. It's just happening too often for us to ignore. It's so funny. Doesn't it look like he's like faster than he used to be. I, and that's what I was going to say. 80 yard run that he had. He, he was looked fast. Good. He looked fast. He looked fast. How was going so on with that? to make fun of him. Like, because I mean, there's that one graphic that was like the vision of Saquon and the feet of Jamal Charles and the vision of Barry Sanders. And it was like, oh, okay, football Frankenstein, I think they called it. And then it's like, this guy has been a complete and utter joke his entire career. Uh, and, but he does, I, I'll admit it, he looks 
actually like a better athlete than what we've seen in, in so yeah. many recent weeks. Uh, and it's, we talked about him. We laughed about it. We're like, well, the easiest schedule belongs to David Montgomery. Isn't that a real shame? And we're like shitting on him. And like, this is going to be a waste. Well, he's done nothing but respond to this being the easy schedule. If you had listened to our advice that like, Hey, he's got the easiest schedule and then ignored us shitting all over his chest then you might have ended up making a trade for him, and he's going to be a league winner. He's literally going to decide titles down the stretch. If you own David Montgomery and you made the playoffs, because he gets yet another cakewalk matchup in Week 15. I think in Week 16 it stays easy as well. Uh, and, and the fact is that he's just like he's risen to the occasion. He's a three-down horse. He's getting goal line carries. It should have been an even bigger day, but they were just up so big they kind of rested their starters. Uh, and you know firsthand how this guy's a riser. Brandon yeah. I mean, it seems like every player, whether it's studs, dubs, risers, they're all in my fantasy game. I went against Brandon Ayuk. I briefly owned him. I we I took him out for a cup of coffee around week five or something like that. Uh, he's a clear number one with the injury. Uh, he, he had a great game at nine catches. No way. I think he had 10 catches, 10 for a buck 19. Woo. Just an absolute stud. And the thing is, is that I got into conversation with someone on Twitter who might even be on here today. Uh, and, they were like, you know, who do you think's better, Debo or Ayuk? I'm on the Ayuk. He was saying he's on the Ayuk side. He's more complete of a receiver. You can do more with him. And I was kind of like, yeah, you know, Debo, though, just so explosive, blah, blah, blah. I- I'm going to, you know, wave the white flag on that one. Ayuk can do more. Ayuk is so much more. Uh, never mind the injury, the fucking brutal, brutal injury that's going to cost people seasons. Ayuk is just, he can do everything Debo can do after the catch, but then he can run a much fuller route tree in addition to that. So I love this guy. He's going to be a monster come next season. There's a lot of these sophomores that are going to take DK next level jumps. And I think Ayuk could definitely be one of them uh, coming next season. I don't remember what his final stats were in that, but Miles Sanders. Absolutely. I'll I'll look it up real quick. Yeah. Just just riff for a second. I'll riff for a second because he has been a fucking mess we were getting such ridiculous hit star questions and it doesn't even it, at the time they seemed he very went, legitimate so you know he went he went 14 14 for a buck 15 and two touchdowns and, and then four catches for 21 unbelievable and i i can't wait to look at the snaps post game i know that hasn't really been released yet but he seemed to be in there on almost every play there's a smattering of boston scott but it seemed like they they've designed this offense with jalen hurts tons of read option getting back to what they used to do when they smacked the patriots in the face and it really helped miles sanders out uh it, it, this obviously you know it opens up the cutback lanes we saw jalen hurts run for 100 himself we're going to talk about him when we get to waiver wires uh but this obviously was clear positive against the number one run D nonetheless too. this happened against the saints. So it's only uphill from here for miles Sanders fresh off the, you know, being the third highest scoring running back this week. And again, tons of questions around him and whether or not, so he gets Arizona and Dallas the next two weeks. Oh, good Lord. Both pathetic run D's right there for miles Sanders. So it's all only looking rosy. I'm trying to remember some of the sit starts we got. I will say, thankfully, I'm pretty sure we went miles Sanders on almost all of them this morning and if we didn't my apologies but we did say to a lot of people let's see how this read option takes off let's see if it works out for him it definitely did and only one more riser on this one ty hilton's had three straight great games i mean what can we say we were referring to him a month ago at least i know i was as the corpse of ty hilton well guess what the corpse is reanimated yep and he's not one of those zombies he's one of those fast-moving zombies like the ones from world war z yeah, exactly. He's a monster. Uh, he's got 22 20 point efforts and an 18 point effort across his last three. And he gets Houston again, who he always destroys, who he just put up over 20 points against last week. Uh, T.Y. Hilton is going to somehow, as you said, we were literally dumping him on him probably as much as any player in the league. With good reason. He was awful. He's going to be a title bringer. Yep. Uh, 
to people who went all in. So let's right. take this quick look. I know if there's we got 40 comments already in here. I know. I we are, you're going to go down the injury report real quick? So we'll go through right. the injuries. Go, we'll, go to we'll full go screen for a second. Way. I got to go ask my kids something. I'll be right back. righty. Awesome. Go through the injuries. Uh, Perfect. Sounds good. Uh, so I will pull myself in here. We're going to rip through the injuries, whip through the waiver wire here for you guys. Uh, Raheem Mostert did leave the game. He was evaluated for a concussion. He returned, uh, but ultimately was outworked, outplayed by Jeff Wilson. Uh, so his stock continues to fall down. We also saw Mike Williams leave the week 14 contest against the Falcons. I do not believe he returned to action. If he did, nobody had heard of where he was, you know, what he did. Uh, there's a guy, Johnson lighting up the field in his absence. So this did not look good. Uh, he did not play. Debo Samuel ruined leagues, ruined lineups this weekend. Uh, pulling up on the first play. Didn't even give you a chance to have a hope with Debo Samuel today. He just runs around and is a hamstring. It wasn't even related to the foot injury he came into the game. This has just been a smattering of injuries, a reminder of that this guy is as hard as he plays, as tough of a tackle as he can be, uh, as much as he loves to seek out contact. It results in this guy being an injury-prone mess and he just is a huge risk compared to a lot of his peers we had a pair of dolphins also get injured mike gasecki was helped off with a look like an arm injury he gave the thumbs up to the crowd uh but it was kind of hanging loose it didn't look great so he's a guy you have to track because he's is quickly ascending into a top five tight end if this stuff continues the way he's been with tua those guys have a you know irreparable bond not irreparable like a huge bond i know irreparable is not the right word there uh he's been thriving the last few weeks so i love mike gasecki what he's been doing doing uh but you got to check him this week on the injury report Devonte parker also missed the uh offensive possession they did not return after heading to the word the team's locker room a goose egg for Devonte parker and just as a heads up coming up for monday night austin Hooper is not expected to go hopefully you weren't relying on him well, again you got it centering your fantasy lineups for the playoffs around austin hooper shit out of luck <laughs> if you say if somehow you made the playoffs and austin hooper was your plan you're in some fucking trouble uh because he's not playing go get dawson knox tonight or something of that nature. Uh, is, that a, is that a real person? Yeah, Tossin Knox. He's the Bill, Bills tight end. Uh, he's got a touchdown in, I think, two or three, two of the last three games. Um, and last injury was Alex. Man, you hate reading this, this yeah, for a banner, huh? I know. And it wasn't Alex, like a leg injury. Nobody yeah, wants to. He was that. walking. Like, it wasn't like, it didn't look like it was like the broken, disgusting bone, like awful injury but he was walking around uh looked okay and the okay. last thing before we get to your comments wolfpack and again thumbs up would be so greatly appreciated let's chat about some waiver wire names uh jeff wilson ended up pretty much taking over we said last week entering this week uh that he played more snaps than raheem mostert had more yards even on fewer carries had five targets to one for Raheem Mostert. So he had all the money touches, and we were raving about this guy coming into the game on today's show. He gets a touchdown. He did fumble it and kind of hit the bench for a little while, but they did end up going back to Wilson. I'm um, just pulling up his final stats on this week. Uh, he ended up with 8.9, so 11 carries, 31 yards, and a touchdown in addition to that fumble. So nothing like sexy or great, but we did have that concussion to Mostert. They're talking about the injury uh, to that ankle. So if that's something that lingers, he gets Dallas next week and then Arizona the week after. A great schedule lined up for uh, our guy over here, Jeff Wilson. Only 19% owned, could be a monster. DeAndre Washington at running back as well. Uh, didn't do much, but he saw every pretty much every running back touch. And Gaskin's a decent bet to miss next week because he's on the COVID list. I believe he tested positive. It wasn't just a close contact type of thing, which means DeAndre Washington against the Patriots defense we just saw get steamrolled by Cam Akers. Uh, he should also be a priority on this week's waiver wire. 
And I think Jalen Hurts, 17% owned. If I needed a quarterback or I'm in a two QB league, uh, he ultimately, I know he ran for over 100. I'm trying yeah. to think of what his final stats ended up being. Jalen Hurts, I got it right here. Uh, he put up ultimately 19 fantasy points by only throwing 167 in a touchdown. That's how much of an edge it is to get a quarterback. 18 carries, legitimately like a running back one type of workload. And it was a lot of designs, a ton of read options. Um, and that's, we talked about Tyson Hill entering this week was the QB three in fantasy. And so much of it was leg points. Jalen Hurts could have a very similar impact down the stretch. He gets Arizona next week and then Dallas. So they, they kind of flip-flop. It's like the, uh, the 49ers have those teams, but they're flip-flopped. So both of those matchups are not ones you want to avoid because their defenses are very generous. Uh, at tight end, we had Irv Smith and Cole Komet, both 6% owned. Both had solid days. Komet out-targeted Jimmy Graham. Graham did get the touchdown. touchdown yeah. Unfortunately, yeah, that fucking uh, blows but Komet was definitely the preferred weapon for most of the game. Graham did have a man touchdown too. the way he like yeah, stood over he that. Did. He did. Um, that was, that was pretty uh, epic touchdown there, but Irv Smith, 63 yards, four catches and a TD. We called this one on the show. I believe he was my hail Mary. He was uh, on Wednesday. He was right. Was he the hail Mary Irv Smith? His, his uh, name came up and Komet's name came up too. Yeah. Because I had basically never heard of him until our last podcast. Yeah, so both of them panned out decently well. If you're desperate at the tight end position, those guys are worth looks. At receiver, there wasn't much. But Chad, Chad Hansen. Chad Hansen, household name. Uh, line up to go get Chad Hansen. He actually led the, uh, the Texans, though. Cooks being out for the day. He led the Texans in targets, yards. It wasn't much. It was like seven receptions and 55 yards or something of that nature. Uh, but he was the leader in the clubhouse here. And if Cooks's injury lingers, the softer matchups are coming. Chicago is very good against receiver. So Hanson could be a viable wide receiver three and Hamler had two touchdowns burning deep because drew lock, the only other quarterbacks to mention other than Jalen hurts. You're going to Jalen hurts first on the waiver wire, but Trubisky drew lock, both 10% owned, both had over 25 fantasy points and both have decent schedules moving forward. So if you need a quarterback, this week is actually going to be pretty kind to you on the waiver wire. So those are some early names. We might be missing somebody. I know a guy named Johnson. I don't know his first name for the Chargers, but I know he had like six catches, 65 yards, and a touchdown filling in for Mike Williams. Uh, so if Mike Williams' injury does linger, they have a cakewalk schedule. Not, I mean, the Atlanta Falcons is as easy as it gets, but the next two games are also in the green zone for wide receivers. So just check out that guy as well. Uh, and Wolfpack, if there's any waiver wire names I'm missing, please feel free to shout them out. I think that brings, is there anything else to cover now? Is that everything for the recap that we have? Let's hit the mailbag. Let's do it. We're glad to have you guys uh, going to the right direction. And if not, we apologize if we got anything wrong for you. But again, Wolfpack, one last plug for rotostreetjournal.com slash support 2020. Thumbs up as well. If you don't sub, if you haven't subbed and, and put on notifications, that way you can catch us anytime we're live. We're going to keep ripping shows for these next couple weeks uh, to grind out these titles, baby. So hopefully you're moving on to the semifinals. You know we're going to be there. Uh, <laughs> we do have some funny comments coming in. I <laughs> Tried Quaaludes and haven't been the same since. Uh, I'm in, Austin wants this segment. I really want to tell you just the nuts and bolts of this, but I, I guess we got to get off the air. It's we'll get off the air. We will save that, though, <laughs> no, for a special group of wolves. Guys, thank you so much. I, of course, am the wolf. I'm the truth. See you guys later. Later. We used to have it all, but now's our curtain call. So hold for the applause. Oh, oh, oh. oh. 
Football right there, folks. 